This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, there's no doubt that in two days from now, we'll have as great enthusiasm as we climb all the ropes and all that kind of stuff. We'll see you there as well. And um, uh, we're very proud to have Robert Lopiansky here. Before I inter- officially introduce him, I could just ask that the clicking of the pens, um, me personally, I was also doing it. It's a little bit of a nervous thing, but if we could just uh, either write or put the pens down, and we'll click the brain more than the pens is better. So, mitzvah um, shem. So, uh, without further ado, Rav Aaron Lapiansky is the Rosh Yeshiva of the, of the Yeshiva of Greater Washington. He has a very nice pedigree. He uh, was a, a father-in-law when the Rosh Yeshiva was of the Mir. He's got a, we can go through his whole history, but one of the things that's most uh, relevant is that he wrote a sefer called uh, uh, Ben Torah in the Workplace. And um, if you haven't read it, it's Kedai. Uh, we probably have a few copies in the office. Uh, Nelson will get a few copies. If you want to put it in our library, we'll loan it out. But uh, certainly not your claim to fame, but certainly a wonderful accomplishment. So without further ado, Rav Lapiansky. <clears throat> Mr. Rosenberg, it's... Um it's extremely uh, overwhelming to see a tzibur of people, and interested, even, I guess, if it's mandatory, but still interested um, in talking a little bit about Inyana Diyayma, discussing in Yeshavuos. Um, I'll try to speak a little bit, I guess, the, the, the Inyan, I want to try a little bit to sort of be malabin, to sort of um, work out is somewhere the the um, the tension or or the distinction between the world of Torah and mitzvahs? We speak about it that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us Torah and mitzvahs. I mean, it's the same. The Talmud Torah that is stressed in the yeshivas that we all learned in is it just another mitzvah, a very important mitzvah, a big mitzvah? Or, or is there something about the world of Torah and mitzvahs that is distinct, complement each other, and we're going to try to try to understand the role of each one? You have a lot of conflicting chazal. So which one is it? Obviously, we're looking at two different angles, and understanding it when we're coming to this Yantiv of Shavuos I think would give us a whole different appreciation of what Talmud Torah does for us. It's, I think, especially significant. Somebody who's sitting in yeshiva and learning full-time, so that's what he's doing. And there's no question asked. It's sort of self-sustaining. It's, it's learning, and, you, and you're into it, and you feel the ruchnius. But when you struggle to take some time off and concentrate, and, and when you're tired or whatever, and you're trying to ask yourself exactly the significance of it, when you could pat yourself with uh, Krishna, uh, you're not supposed to be mefarsimit, but Krishna morning and night would pat you technically. So what exactly are we doing when we're learning? What's the, what's the point of it? And what's Shavuos? So I want to start with the, the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that the four prakim a year, a person is, the world is judged. 
and Pesach on the Tevur, so on the Chag and Mayim we understand. Everyone understands that. Water is, is the root of life. Everything goes on water. A, you know, we would cease to function. Easy. Tevur on Pesach, also easy. It's the basis for food, is grain, and, and, that's, and that's what the world sits on. On Shavuos, it's Peris Ha'ilam. It's, it's, what's, I mean, in, in, the, in the order of Rosh Hashanah, is called the Mar and Oivan Lefanov. So we take it to mean life. Um, water and the most basic of foods. Those are the three pillars of what you need breathing, drinking, and, and grain. Perisilin, I mean, what exactly is it? If, if yes, we could list fish and we could list meat and we could list uh, everything else. So, so what's Perisilin? Um, and on Shavuos, you know, it, 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 what, is, is there any connection between it? Between the Perisilin with Shavuos? Another Chazal that also um, sort of brings out the same issue about Paris. Chazal say that when Adam Arishin was punished and was told, and so on, so he cried and he said, will I and my Shor or Hamor eat from the same Avos? The Rebbein Shalom has condemned me to eating animal food. So the question is, what exactly did he eat before? Uh, meat was also. So he didn't eat meat. So he ate, what did he eat before and what did he eat after? So Ramban, Abnezer, different places say more or less the same thing. That other Mauritian ate fruit and they distinguish between grass or plants that have seeds in them. So Adam Arishan, Adam was meant to eat Paris Ilan and grains which are seeds, as opposed to animals who ate just grass. And once Adam Arishan sinned, grass became part of his diet. That's more or less. There are so many things we lost out in Chet and the Chet of, 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 of Adam Arishan. We die. Whatever would have been before, it's called Misa. Uh, birthing became a very, very difficult and traumatic process instead of easy. Um, the, the, the Ra became built into the world, and the issue is if we have to have a side of broccoli with, with, with the fruit salad, is that, that's the issue? It's incredible. I mean, Chazal are telling us something, and, and, but what is it that they're talking about? So let's go to Bria Olam itself. It says, on the third day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Tachar's Desha, Ezev Mazri Azera, Eitz Pri Oisa Pri Limina, Shazar Bal Oretz Vayichain. Vatoitz Desha, Ezev Mazri Azera, Veitz Oisa Pri. So the Bria of vegetation is divided into two categories, Ezev and Pri Oisa Pri, and Zera Belaminehu. You don't find that level of division in any other part of the Bria. Again, the entire Bria is very fundamental elements. The heavenly bodies, one day. Um, the, the, the Yamim and Yabasha, 
animal life. But you could split animal life in, into, into birds and fish and, and, and every other thing and, and, and 101 different categories. And yet the, the, the core distinction between Eitzay Sepri and, uh, and Zera and, and Desha and Esav seems to be something on par with the difference between the sun and the moon. You know, we have sun, moon, and stars, and we have fruits and vegetation. So what is it that we're talking about? Obviously, we're talking about something very fundamental, something that is really, really um, a core distinction that, that, that's at the root of things. And, and, and we struggle to understand what it is. So let's try to understand a little bit what, it's, what it means. Adam was put in this world to manage the world. And in the managing of the world, he's sustaining himself physically and spiritually. The klal is, the Torah speaks about physical things. It's true on the physical level. It is true on the spiritual level, ad infinitum. It's true on the spiritual level as you keep climbing up the ladder. It's the same. It's the same idea. It's just much more abstract, much more conceptual. But if we'll be able to understand it at a physical level, we'll be able to understand the deeper meaning on the spiritual level as well. person and every animal feeds itself hand to mouth, or maybe paw to mouth would be better for an, to say for an animal. An animal is hungry, it finds food, and eats. The world is geared so that it can happen. Yes, some animals are engineered to, to store stuff, but, but by and large, it's hand to mouth. Adam was given that possibility also. And Adam was given a possibility to create entities in the world that once his sweat and, and labor has been, has been actualized in an, in an eights, it now begins to bear fruit on its own. In other words, Maisa Adam can be something which is Asaf. An Asaf is something you plant, you eat, you replant and re-eat. And that's the way it is. It's, it's a hand-to-mouth type of arrangement. Or there could be eights. And anything that has zera in itself, which is sort of self-perpetuating, that's a second way to manage the world. Zacha, a person eats from this world in a way that is ilan. It's eight-stick. He, he, he puts his labor into it. And then he's created something which is sort of self-perpetuating, self-sustaining, and the person lives off what he had invested in first. Then, a person scrounges for food day in, day out, and eats from hand to mouth. That's the physical difference between the world of Asaph and the world of Eights and Paris. When Adam Arishin was Choyte on the physical level, 
he went down a notch, and his food became difficult. Kotzvadarda means you can't automatically put something in and it comes. It will require constant labor in effect. Even the eights arrangement became the trees rot, the trees get worms, the trees get bugs. I, I don't know the details. We don't have the details of it. But the point is the type of arrangement where you do something once and it's there, that is, does not exist. That's true in the world of Gashmias. The world of Ruchnias has the same type of arrangement. There's a world of Ruchnias which is from hand to mouth. A person does them as per need. Now I'm supposed to do this, this I'm supposed to respond to this situation, and so on. It includes the Olam HaMitzvah for Kaisal also. A mitzvah by definition is here and now. Famous Gemara Saita that says when a person is doing a mitzvah, a person is um, protected by it. As soon as he finishes the mitzvah, it's over. Talmud Torah is different. So the world of Ruchnius also has two levels. The world of mitzvahs is here now, it, it, and the world of Torah is an investment that gives payers for later. And we'll talk about it in a minute. Those are the two, those are the two types of ways in which we interact with the Bria. And that's why there are two Rosh Hashanahs. It's not the difference between an apple and a carrot. It's the difference between a tzura of avodas adam that is here and now, and the tzura of avodas adam, the ability for us to put things into place that will constantly keep giving. The let's let's talk a little a moment about what that means at a ruchnistic level in terms of Torah. When a person does a mitzvah, he does it. B'shlemus, um, as it's supposed to be done. An Oni comes here, I give him a dollar tzedakah, I have done a mitzvah of, of chesed, and it's, it, I gave one dollar, and I have one dollar of a mitzvah. That's, that's what I have. When a person learns, the immediate result that's visible is by far less. If I learn a sugi about giving tzedakah, it doesn't seem to be the same as if I actually gave somebody the tzedakah. So I'd like to quote an Akeda. Akeda is a very, very important sefer. Um, it was written in the 1400s. It's a classic in, in Taira. Um, unfortunately, people haven't looked at it for a few hundred years, except for Yechidi Skula, because it's very long. It's Arichus. The print was horrible, lousy. Um, Baruch Hashem, Ozohar actually put it out a few years ago, three, four years ago, in a very nice way. But he, he's, many of the things he says are really fundamental in Yanim. It's an incredible sefer. Um, it's, it's, it has its arichas and so on, but, but, but the things that he says are yesodos muvhakim. He speaks about tefillah and the importance of tefillah that it brings certain amuna into play by a person. You have to believe in a God. You have to believe in a God who's omnipotent and a God who is benevolent. 
Those are the three Ikre Muna that basically are the Ikre Muna, and it's in Tfilah. I'm not, it, it's, he speaks a little bit about Tfilah, but then he explains what's the importance of Ikre Muna. It, it's, it's, theological debate is not the significance of it. What's important is, and he says like this, when a person is kovea, that as rebanish on the world, that's a root. It spurs him to begin to think about Rebbein Shalom, about the magnificent world, the Molchars Kvodo. That thinking process gives a person tremendous humility. As I begin to think more and more about Rebbein Shalom being pervasive and the entire world and everything about it, it humbles a person greatly. And when a person is humbled, a lot of Hatsnea Leches comes out. And he goes through with each and every one of the Ikriyamuna, and he uses this exact analogy. He says it's a tree that you're planting. The Emuna is a root, the trunk is the Ikri that comes out of that root, the branches are many, and the fruits are finally through a certain avenue. But, but he, he uses that metaphor, that marshal, in a very, very, very specific way, and he goes through it with the different Ikre Muna, and now each one leads to that. If we ask ourselves, what are our actions determined by? A person does things. What determines what I'm going to do? So there are two factors. If there's a very strong, immediate spur, so I'm going to do it. So the marshal, um, if I'm very hungry and there's food here, I'm going to run and take it. That's determined by a very strong, immediate type of, of, of stimulus. But my general pattern of behavior comes from everything that's inside me. A person who believes that being famous and important is the be-it-all, so every little movement he does is to attract attention. He may not even be conscious of it, but he's being driven by that because that's his core belief. If down, down deep, a person who believes in caring for other people, it, so if that's how he's brought up and that's what he's developed in himself, he'll naturally, instinctively do something nice for another person, be considerate and so on. In other words, the things that determine our behavior in a bigger picture, not when there's an immediate stimulus, but our patterns of behavior, who we are, what we are, is determined by the deepest set shrashim in a person's neshama or nefesh. So what Talmud Torah does, so mitzvahs in Talmud Torah really are sort of a, a two different worlds of ruchnias. Mitzvahs are immediate. It's very interesting. If you take a look at the, the, at, at the, the, the marshal of the Asev and, and the, and the Ilonois, an Asev, um, grass, anything that grows that's not a tree, is mutter to eat immediately. And, at, and, and it's only chayev and maisa when it's ready to eat. In other words, it has to be taken in and so on. And that's, that's the time when you take off the maisas and then you eat it. Once you eat it, it's gone and that's it. 
a tree is also for three years. So when I'm sitting and planting a tree, I'm not going to have some for three years. Halacha has made it earlier for three years. But once it's there, then it's mine to keep. Mitzvahs are ruchniyistic activities that feed the here and now of a person. And that's what a person is. is, is, is. So right now, this, I, I get a chiyos from the mitzvahs I do. Its effect for tomorrow is al piderech siyata It's not a natural thing. When a person learns, he builds into himself a certain understanding, a certain perspective. It does not have an immediate effect necessarily. And, you know, everyone who's learned in yeshiva knows all the Musash Muslim we hear from Ashkichim, you're learning about the Kama, and you got some chewing gum on somebody's thing, and you don't care. It, it, it's, a, it's an appropriate Musash Mus, but it's not a Pircha. So if the person is learning it flippantly, he really doesn't care, he's doing it because he has to do it or whatever it is, then of course it, it doesn't have any effect. Then it's worse. Almas Kanta is worse. It drives cynicism much deeper. But if a person is learning because this is the way it should be, so even if right now I'm not going to react, and maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the day after, but at some point it's going to surface. We find many times a person who's learned in yeshivas, was a bentora, and then went through difficult periods of time, and at some later point he it begins to change, and he becomes the person he should have been maybe all along. So we attribute it to some effect. Either somebody was tremendously good at inspiring him, either somebody was tremendously good at frightening him, old age did its, did its thing. The truth is, most of the time, it's a root that begins to sprout. Maybe it needed encouragement. Maybe somebody needed to put a little water on it. But there was something inside the person that was waiting to come out. Talmud Torah is something that sinks into a person at a very deep level. In halacha, there's a famous, there's a famous halacha that is struggling to understand um, what's, what's the um, rationale behind it. A person has a choice of learning or doing, or doing um, a mitzvah. What should you choose? So the halacha is that if it's you do the mitzvah. If not, you learn. Talmud Torah what kind, what kind of What kind of achra is that? Manavshach. If Torah is more important, Lamashal, Esse is the Holosase. Esse is, as long as in the parameters of Esse being the Holosase, it's always true. So anytime I have an Esse and Losase, even 10 times a day, I have to do Esse and be the Holosase. Because that's the halacha. So if Talmud Torah is docha mitzvahs, what's the difference if Efshah says Dechirim or Efshah says So the answer is like this. And I guess I don't, I don't know if this answer has a halachic rigidity to it, a lundish rigidity, but I think Mitzah Dechirim, it's certainly emes. If a person comes to me and he says, I have a $100 bill, should I buy myself something with it, or should I invest it? So, um, 
the person says, I'll ask the person, well, what do you want to buy with $100? says, well, I want to buy food. I haven't eaten in three days. So, of course, go buy food and eat. I, I, I don't have a coat. It's cold outside or whatever. But if a person says, I don't know, I'll buy something that I like, you say, well, if you invest it, you'll be able to have more at some later stage, and, and, and it'll build up to a lot more. So my hachra in that shaila is, if there's an immediate need, that takes precedence, of course, because you're not going to get past the immediate need. But if it's a question of a wiser use of the money, an investment is obviously a wiser use of the money. A mitzvah that's Ef Shal means the world needs the mitzvah now. The way you need the square meal now, the world needs the mitzvah. Then that has to be done. You're not going to invest the money and starve or freeze. If it's Ef Shal means the immediate need is taken care of. But it's something that um, it's a question in the world of mitzvahs. What exactly is better? Invest it. Talmud Torah is an investment in yourself, and you may not have the Paris now, but it's something that's really going to be Moilet Paris. And the Moilet Paris has no gvul and no self to it. The, you know, one of the inyanim, the, the, the goyim are mechuyiv in some mitzvahs, and have an ability to do other mitzvahs. There's a little bit, that it hasn't been dealt in the Paiskim a lot, obviously, because not many, not much of a demand for Shal Zetshuvahs for Nyan but people have tried to, to show that there's possibly 70, 80 mitzvahs, the branches of the other mitzvahs, be it as it may. The two that are not Shaykh to Goyim Lehedya, Shabbos and Talmud Torah, those two are spoken about as something that is wrong for them to engage in. And the reason is because both are shaykh to a different world, olam haba. The difference between olam haze and olam haba at its core is olam haze is a world of now. It's, it's that paradigm of needs now. Olam haba is a perspective of looking at things with a future as an investment. There's a famous word from the Kotzka. Someone asked him, the Gemara Paskins, the question, Mominus, the Gemara Paskins, that it's better a bird in hand than, than two in the bush. Come out, that's the Lashon Gemara uses. In other words, a person would rather take money now than some payout later. So they asked him, but it says in the Mishnah that, that it's, it's better, Shah Achas of Kaira Such Nolm Haba is better than, than the entire Olam Haza. So the Kotzka said, this is an Olam Hazadika perspective. This is an Olam Habadika perspective. In other words, the Gemaras are dealing with two different perspectives. If you're stuck in Olam Hazadika, grab and take what you have is, is, is the appropriate Olam Hazadika perspective. Do something for tomorrow, that's Olam Haba. The difference, Kol Yisrael Yeshem Chelek Olam Haba, is not just that the, we have a reservation waiting for us in, in up in Shemayim. It means we, the nefesh of a yid, is shayach to something beyond the here and now. We can appreciate it, we can understand it, 
and, and it fits our neshama. So mitzvahs is something that we have mishutif with the goyim. Um, we have many more than they have. But the idea of doing things for ruchnis now is something that fits, um, that fits goyim as well. They're, they're, they're people, they have neshamas of some sort, and, and, and it's the same thing. Olam Haba is a very different type of mitzvah. And the benefit that Torah does for a person is Olam Habadik. So I ask somebody, you could be sitting and, and, and doing all sorts of mitzvahs. Why are you sitting and learning about the mitzvahs? I ask him, you're sitting and learning about Shiloh HaKan. Why don't you run around and find, and find nests and, 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 you know, okay, you have to know the halachas. So prerequisite is no halachas. No, but now that you know the halachas, go and do it. And, and, and spend your time doing Shiloh HaKan. The answer is, Shiluach HaKan physically takes care of an issue now. So if I, want to, if I actually want to go and get the eggs, whatever it is, I do Shiluach HaKan. Learning about Shiluach HaKan, it, it plants a tree that's in the person's nefesh. And it produces, however we'll understand the, the positive benefits of Shiluach HaKan, it keeps giving and giving and giving. So Kalal Yisrael and Umas Olam. Kalal Yisrael was given a special gift of Torah. Torah means that we can, we can take Ruchnius and plant it at a very deep level in our nefesh. And it stays there. And it gives Paris. Now, you know, the first time a kid, when we were, when we were kids, they wanted to, to impress on us the importance of saving money, um, I don't want to date myself, but uh, it's a long time ago. We used to get these little envelopes um, at the, um, at once a week in school, and we used to put in a quarter, and Bowery Savings Bank was our bank of choice. It wasn't our bank of choice. It was the bank that we had to put a quarter in for. We, we supported it, for, uh, and, and it came back, and every, every week they would bring back with a little, uh, you know, an entry in it that we added a quarter, and so on and so forth. And, you know, the, the teacher would give a big musashmus about how important it is to save money, v'chulu, v'chulu. I remember when we kept looking for the interest, and it was something like 0.01, 0.01 cents, or something like that, and we couldn't figure out, like, when we'll ever become rich from, 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 from that money. It, it, it took a while to dawn that, that, you know, it must be something, what's the hitch? It's hard, because in Talmud Torah, a person's, so a person who's lucky, and, in, and when a person is learning Torah betakfei, and is learning Torah at the years we're in yeshiva, or somebody who is an extraordinary Talmud Chacham, and, and he gets so involved in it, where it's a ruchnistic world, he doesn't need the shmuz, and, 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 and he doesn't need this. But for most of us, where A, we don't have the luxury of being involved in it full-time, where it may not have been a particularly um, strong experience for us in, at some point. May or may not have been. Certainly now, when you have a lot of things competing for our, uh, for our mind and hearts, a person, Davin Zashmanesre, when something's pressing, he feels elevated. You know, he has something on his heart and his mind, it, it need, and, and you Davin, you feel something. A person sings a strong niggin. He feels something very, very, very um, strong. Talmud Torah, if a person is learning, especially when we learn about things, if a person is, is, is learning Gemara and Sugyas that may never even be relevant, 
And a person asks himself, okay, I mean, this cheshben shemayim, but what do I get out of it? What, are, what am I taking out of it? And the answer is, it is, it is building something inside you. Your perspective, your sense of things. A person learned in yeshiva for a few years thinks differently, looks at things differently, in Yiddishkeit, and even not in Yiddishkeit. And it's very hard to put a finger, yeah, they taught us this and this, and they told us this and this. That's not the way we act. We don't, if somebody tells me once that this is what's right, it's not going to stay with me. It's because it became mushrash. It became something that became part and parcel of a person's nefesh, that it produces that effect. So Talmud Torah, so our life, our life is divided between two worlds, the world of mitzvahs and the worlds of Talmud Torah. The world of mitzvahs is something that um, is the necessity for the here and the now. The world of Talmud Torah is something that gives us the pairs lost love. I, I want to pause a minute and, and discuss in the book, I'd written a little bit about Talmud Torah, and I pointed out three fields that I felt are, are most important to learn, you know, no matter what. So I spoke about halacha, and that's obvious, so minimal amount of halacha so that we know what we're doing. I spoke about uh, learning something inspirational, Musa, Hasidus, something that inspires you. Those are two areas that are obviously vital. And then... Another area which, for the lack of a better term, I used uh, Torah Shabal Peh. Mishnah, Gemara, uh, Iyun, anything of that nature. Um, and I think the, the first two, I think everybody understands. I've, no, everyone understands the need for it. It's Pashat. That, that part of it, the part about uh, Iyun, Torah Shabal Peh, and so on, is, is something that everyone feels it's right, but it's hard to put a finger on it. So let's, I'd like to describe a little bit better what it is. We meet a lot of people. There are some people that we feel um, a animosity or turned off by. There are some people that we like a lot. And there are some people we feel fine, respectful, nice, but, but nothing, no, no, I don't identify with the person. What is it? So the animosity part, this, that, whatever. The person reminds me of somebody bad, he does something wrong, fine, that, that I understand. But what's the deciding factor between people that we click with and feel that we want to um, keep a Kesha with and build a relationship, and the people that we think very well of them and we respect them, but we don't feel any Kesha? If you'll think about it, it has to do with the mindset. For instance, um, an artistic person is introduced to Professor Einstein. Very, very mechabed, very in awe. Not my cup of tea. A person who is a, 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 a Professor Einstein is introduced to a great athlete. It's, it's very nice, wonderful. There's no kirvas hadas. The Gemara has an expression about Kirvas Das. It means something slightly different, but the, the expression is, is the right expression. The people that I want to have a shaykhus with need to be people 
that the way I see and perceive things, my sense of things, it resonates with them and vice versa. And even Shidduchim, a person, most everybody will, will think back at a moment that he felt was a, a, a sort of a, a, a definitive moment in relationship. It's described why I really felt that that person understands me. We think alike, and, and so on. What, what does that mean? It means that the closest, the most panemistic cash you have is with your sense of things. It's not the intellect. It's not quite the word. It's, it's how, I, how I grasp things. Right, wrong, bad, good, off. Those are, those, when a person has a similar, then there's a kervas hadas. With the Rebbein Shalom, the Ahava that's possible to Rebbein Shalom is not possible. Um, with a person, I can, you know, I, I can physically, I, I can give a handshake. There's nothing physical. Emotional, we, we, we don't ascribe to Rebbein Shalom emotions. And we may feel very grateful to Rebbein Shalom. We may be drawn. But that's not bilateral. There's no description the, you know, the, all the terms used by Rebbe Shalom as Av and, and, and Simcha and all these things are metaphors. He, he, he acts to us like a person who loves somebody. The one thing that we do have is Chachma. Kach Gazra Chachmasa Yisbarach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us something that he calls his Chachma, which means that when the two mesh when the way in which I perceive and the way in which the Rebbein has given us as being his perception, if what he sees as toiv is what I see as toiv, and if what he sees as ra, I despise, then I am close to Rebbein Shalom, by definition. And the Ramam says this, Kemat. It's something where, the, the, where, where that's the only area where a person can really be close to Rebbein the only place you can have it is not by the factual and information knowledge of Taira. It's when my mind thinks along the lines that Taira is given. And that's not there, not in Taira Shabbat exactly. It's there in a, in a rough way, in a cloistic way. It's not there in Piske Halachis. It's there in the, in, in the, in the, within the bubble of Gemara. You, Chazal, put the thought process, the understanding, into it. And it's not a contradiction, the fact that everybody understands differently. There are a bunch of himself in different ways. Every Neshama has a different chalik. But the understanding of it is where we have that closeness with Yubayin Shalom. So, imagine... And I guess it, it, a, a helpful way of looking at the Talmud Torah, because in many ways it's it's a it, it's an assignment for us. Just like every person who works and uses the money to cover his bills, and um, and also really really um, pushes himself to put some money aside, every person who's only able to delays. You know, from from a pension fund to 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 to, to a savings to, to investment, you know, as as he can, because a person realizes 
that the here and the now keeps you on a treadmill. It doesn't, it doesn't allow it to grow. It's when the person learns to invest, he's able to produce something much further. We understand it in the Gashmistika world. People don't mind working very hard as long as what they produce has that quality of being a perpetual. In Ruchnius, we have the same, um, the, the same different aspects of Ruchnius. Davening, Talzent film, Tzedakah, the 101 mitzvahs that a person does day in, day out, the brachas, those are all things that satisfy a specific spiritual need, and, and, uh, and it, it's as per, as per need. But it doesn't leave a real mark for later. Of course, it affects a person to some degree, but the, it doesn't plant anything in a person that is going to, going to make him bigger in 50 years from now. The, the, the time and the mind that a person sets aside for learning and understanding, even if he has to struggle for it, not even, maybe because he has to struggle for it, puts a certain akuda in a person's personality that lasts. On Shavuos, the change was not the mitzvahs. It's not that we were given more mitzvahs than before, because as it was, there was a, a down payment. There were mitzvahs given before. HaKadosh Baruch could have continued the process. Torah was, HaKadosh Baruch came down and gave us back the Eitz HaChayim. HaKadosh Baruch gave us back the world of Ruchnius that is planted and eternal. The, the, uh, that's what happened on Shavuos. A person can now sit and learn and put into himself a a a a a world that will give Paris long after he's left the Gemara, long after he's closed it. That's the, that's the, what the Gemara says is about protecting a person. A Talmud Chacham when he's not learning is also Talmud Chacham. Whereas whereas the respect for someone who does a mitzvah is 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 the b'shaytay. That's what Akash Baruch gave us. Paris Elon, that that the Rosh Hashanah Paris Elon is a Rosh Hashanah on. The type of gashmis we're going to be Isaac in. It, it's it's it, Are we going to be eating from um, hand to mouth, or will we be able to establish things and that will give us sustenance past the, the that's it, That's the brie of pears. But even more significant for us, will our ruchniistic uh, situation be they you know hand to mouth? Or will we build ourselves? Will we be able to establish something in ourselves that will keep giving way past we do it? The Chaya Oilam Natabesechenu, a Kaddish Baruch who gave us the ability for eternity. That's what he gave Shavuos. The ability to take something, incorporate it into us, and, for, and, and this becomes Olam Haba because it's of the nature of Olam Haba. A, a Ruchni sticker, a, a tree which keeps giving and as the person gives more and more to it, it, it increases many, many more times than the person puts the work in. Bez Hashem, we should be zeichet, dishvuas, and bezeichet. In every time we sit and learn, we should be zeichet to be able to plant another nakuda and to be mashashit in a way that, it, that, that we're mekayim, the v'chaya olam, not the b'sechinu. That's all.
Thank you very much, Rabbi Lopiansky. Inspiring words for Shavuos. We're going to start Mincha in two minutes. Five minutes for Mincha.